1: Welcome to another episode of Living the Life. It is Friday, which means it's our Flex Friday episode where Marissa and I are going to give you a little tip or trick that's going to get you one step closer in your health and fitness journey. So today, we are going to be talking about the difference between real hunger and emotional hunger and how to... Differentiate the two because I think that this is a challenge that a lot of people have.
0: When you think about real hunger, like what's what would be the characteristics or like the physical sensations that you would accompany with that?
1: You know, I don't think that people experience, and I'm going to love myself into this for sure, I don't think that many people experience real hunger ever because. I mean, except for when I've intentionally done a 24-hour fast, I don't usually go without eating. So, I mean, yeah, I might like I might have a decrease of blood sugar and I might feel hungry, but is that like real hunger to the point where I need to eat? Probably not. Most of us could probably do without eating to be honest. Um, but I mean, real hunger I start to feel like a grumbling in my stomach. I might feel um, fatigued, lightheaded. Um, Yeah, that's probably about it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because when you look at real hunger, and I said like a lot of people probably haven't actually experienced this. I think there's also a difference between looking at someone who's like hungry because their stomach is empty and hungry because they're actually needing energy and fuel and nutrients. And I think... A lot of people maybe experience, especially people who get busy and who tend to not prioritize themselves in their nutrition, they will get hungry and feel that intense physical sensations because they're only eating processed foods or they're not eating at all and they just woke up, had coffee, and now it's three o'clock in the afternoon and they haven't actually put something in. I think people will experience those some of those hunger sensations, but I think that do people actually need food and do they actually need A certain amount of calories, I think, is also a whole other conversation because the thing is a lot of people will be eating food, but not getting the nutrients they need. So even though maybe they're physically not hungry, as in their body doesn't need more physical food in their body, their body may need more nutrients. And so they still may be hungry from that sense or feel these pulse and sensations. Or on the flip side, people might be at the point where their stomachs are empty, but because they're so full of nutrients. And I think this is what Kathleen experiences when she's like, yeah, like other than a couple times when she's done 24 hour fasts, she doesn't really feel hungry because she does a really good job at eating nutrient dense foods.
1: Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that. I, let me rephrase that. So I definitely, Marissa knows, get hangry. I can do that for sure. Definitely.
0: Like, like I, yeah, she's got a case <laughs> of the hangers.
1: <laughs> and, and I think that For me, like for a lot of people, the feeling of a little bit of hunger is so uncomfortable for me because I'm so used to filling that need right away. And so I think that it probably is a good thing to go without food for a little bit or really tune in and ask myself like, okay, do Am I that hungry where I need to eat in the car on the way home? Am I going to expire on the way home? Or can I like chill, not eat that protein bar while I'm in the car and wait until I can sit at home for a proper meal? The truth is, is I'm not in starvation. I'm not going to die if I don't eat that bar. And that's something personally for myself that I need to work on that If I feel hungry, it's okay to sit in that uncomfortability for a little bit, and I'm not going to die, and I'm not going to wither away, and although I might be, it it might be uncomfortable for Marissa to be around. Definitely. (laughs) And maybe for her, it's better for me to have that bar, but I think that it's a good practice to sit in the uncomfortable and be okay with that instead of self-soothing. So that's really cool. So this is like the the
0: physical side of hunger. Kathleen was talking about like when you're actually hungry, but she brought up something else there, which was when you're sitting in the car and you want that bar where you're actually okay, you're not gonna die but you're like, oh my gosh, I really wanna eat the protein bar now. A lot of times that can actually be more of an emotional hunger thing. So if we talked about the sensations and like how it feels in the body when you're actually physically hungry, Kathleen already talked about that at the beginning, what does it feel like to be emotionally hungry? Usually you're gonna notice when you're emotionally hungry, it's because you're not wanting to feel a certain emotion or you're trying to feel a different certain positive emotion, right? You've got some kind of connection with food, which either removes a negative emotion or gives you a positive emotion. So if you're driving home and if you're starting to feel frustrated or short-tempered or anxious, you're going to be reaching for that bar, not because you're actually physically hungry, but because it's going to help you distract yourself from, from that feeling or soothe that uncomfortable emotion. And that's really what emotional eating is. So if you look at how it kind of feels in the body, it's almost like this unsettled kind of frantic energy, where it's like you're looking, your body can't be still because it's looking for something outside of itself as this little fix. It's either I don't feel good right now, where's my fix to make me feel good? Or it's, I feel horrible right now, where's the thing that's going to numb this thing so that way I'm not in this horrible place, right? So it's it's either adding on more positive or it's removing that uncomfortable negative emotion, but it's really that. So with emotional eating, one of the really important things to learn about this is to Give yourself five minutes. If you notice yourself where you think maybe you're hungry, but you're like, okay, is this actual physical hunger or is it emotional hunger? Just wait five minutes. Because if you wait five minutes and you're present and you breathe, if it's an emotion, it will shift. It will shift. Or in the five minutes, you're gonna notice hey, I'm really antsy. I'm moving around a lot. My body's shifty. Maybe I need to do something else to calm myself down, right? Rather than just eat the food. Like within five minutes, you can learn a lot about yourself and you can notice hey, do I actually need to go do something else to help take care of myself emotionally? Or if within five minutes, if you're still hungry and you're like, actually, maybe this actually is true, real physical hunger then you can still go eat something. Those five minutes of a difference is not going to make it so that you completely starve. (laughs) You're gonna be okay, right? So practicing, taking that five minutes, which can be an amazing practice, even if it is true hunger as well, because then you're going to be building up your tolerance we're dealing with sitting in an uncomfortable space. And when you can build up being uncomfortable, it's gonna allow you to show up to the gym when you don't want to, turn off the TV when you don't want to, put yourself to bed when you don't want to, go on the walk when you don't want to. It's gonna help you in so many other ways, this practice of being a little bit uncomfortable for a few minutes and consciously directing your actions rather than just unconsciously responding to whatever's going on either in your body because you're hungry or on an emotional level because you want to feel a way other than you currently do right now.
1: Yeah, and I I think that so many people use food to fill an emotional need because in the moment it feels really damn good. It's, I mean, yeah, salty foods, sugary foods, home-baked goods, processed foods, it tastes friggin' awesome and it feels really good in your body for a few seconds. And, you know, after looking at myself, after having conversations with Marissa, after working with a ton of clients on this, it really seems to um, dial back to a few different reasons why people usually emotionally eat. It could be they're super stressed and they're looking to use the food to mitigate the stress that they're feeling. Um, It could be avoidance. Like they have, I don't know, an email to do or a task to do and they're like, "Oh, I'll just put it off and have some snacks and kind of use that as avoidance um, or boredom. Like if, if they're super bored and they're not really feeling fulfilled, then again, like I mentioned a few seconds ago, food makes you feel good. It makes you feel excited. You have that dopamine hit. So if you're feeling bored a really easy way to take away that boredom is to have some chips or popcorn or yummy treats. And so I'd love to know from your experience, Marissa, what's been like the thing that you've noticed in yourself with regards to emotional eating? Do you, do you usually fall into one of those buckets or maybe it's something else that I didn't already mention?
0: So for those of you who don't know, this has been a huge struggle of mine over the years, like 10 plus years of emotional eating, binge eating. I've done lots of work with psychologists on this, the amount of books I've read, the amount of things I've tried to to do to figure this out. And in In the around a year ago, just over a year ago, I would have done started a like a four month intensive where I worked with a therapist who specialized in eating disorders because this really was like a massive thing which really affected me. And through that process, I learned a lot about myself. But one of the biggest things I learned was that for me, the most exciting thing in life was still food. So if you're someone who finds yourself still emotionally eating, and if when I say the idea of, well, like why don't you just give up the sugars or the yummy foods or even just eating around meal times in general if that brings up this sense of yeah but then what's fun then like what what's the point of it like where am i going to enjoy life like then that might be a really good sign that there's actually something else which is missing and that was a huge thing for me was that My pleasure came from food, but also my managing my stress came from food. And so, a couple things I had to learn was the first one is I had to learn to find joy in other things in life. So, this wasn't fun initially. The idea of going out and playing soccer or doing more rock climbing or hanging out with friends as opposed to eating the yummy foods didn't really sound like fun to me. It's not that I wanted to do it, but I had to train myself and force myself to go out there and do it and the more I did that my brain of course fell in love with these things because they're natural things that we feel good about and then my brain learned to have these dopamine hits in a healthy way from doing real life healthy things and then over time stopped needing the same fix from food because I was getting it from other places so that's on the positive side of things And then on the avoiding the pain side of things, something I had to do was I had to learn how to sit in discomfort. And something I found has been super helpful for me is I have this rock. It's this soul stone. And what I would do when I would get these intense cravings where it felt like the only thing that I could do to continue breathing and functioning in life was to be eating something at that moment. It wasn't necessarily about the sugar. It's more about being in the process of eating something. I would go and lay down in the other room with a rock on my chest and just watch myself and breathe. And usually it would take maximum half an hour, but I would watch myself just kind of like lay there and like vibrate and like my body was freaking out and all it wanted in that moment was food. But I've learned food is not the answer. I've tried it thousands upon thousands of times and it doesn't work. It always leads to more problems later. It leads to my body feeling more slow, feeling more more pain or discomfort either emotionally physically or mentally it it doesn't work it temporarily gets you through it but then when you're actually overeating it's like when picture christmas dinner right the next day you're not feeling that great you feel slow and sluggish and then trying to get through that is hard so imagine if you're going through that all the time that's going to be hard for you so you have to learn to, one, find something new that you love, so that way on days where you you wouldn't normally be turning to food for emotional eating, but be from a place of numbing the pain, but you're looking for it from a pleasure standpoint, you have to find other things you do so that way you don't start this cycle of overeating, which then is going to throw you off and make you feel not great either physically or mentally because your brain doesn't work or your body feels slow, which then often leads to more anxiety, more overwhelm, which then sends you back to, again, numbing that pain with eating and then it just becomes a cycle so on one side you have to find other things that bring you joy so that way when you do have this downtime when you are bored you go and you start to do those things and then when you are stressed when you are anxious you have to find healthy ways to deal with it like I said I will go lay with a rock but also I'll go for a walk maybe for you it's going to be putting on your favorite song and dancing in the kitchen. Maybe it's going to be taking 15 minutes and cleaning up your room because you know you have to do that anyways, right? Like finding other ways of simple things you can do to cope and take action on so that way the stress doesn't take over, but also that way you don't end up eating a bunch of food, which will set you back in your fitness and health goals, but also just set you back in your energy in general.
1: So those are really good ways to try to not emotionally eat which I love there were so many good nuggets in there but how do you yourself differentiate now working with a therapist how do you differentiate between the emotional eating or when you're actually hungry
0: to be honest I still have no clue I I can't tell the difference in my body because I'm still very disconnected from my body because of years of not actually being hungry because of the amount of excess food that was in my system um So for me, like, I won't, I won't notice. Like today I didn't, I, I did not eat until afternoon and I was like, oh, I didn't even notice because it wasn't until my stomach started grumbling that I was like, oh, I guess my stomach is empty. I didn't know. Right. So I have to use more of, I can't do the intuitive thing yet. I have to use more of the, the mind, uh, like the logical, like using my mind approach. So... Like for someone who's in this, like if you're not sure, like saying, okay, what did I have for breakfast? Okay, in the past 24 hours, have I eaten approximately 2,000 calories for this is for me, for my body, right? So even just think about yourself, how much food does your body need in the past 24 hours? How much have you eaten? If you're way over that, okay, then maybe your body's not hungry. And maybe this thing that you're thinking about is actually reaching for something new. If you're way under that and you still feel fine, but you're like, well, maybe it's time for me to give myself some food, right? And like someone... Like for me with my with my history and then based off of like even just now with going to Algonquin and being a teacher there, I'm dealing with new stressors I haven't dealt with in the past. I do. I have to adjust my approach again because it's it's easy for me. I can see old ways of coping with stress or old ways of functioning want to sneak back in. So like I have to adjust and I'm having to go back to looking, okay, Marissa, are you actually hungry, right? Like when was the last time you ate something? Oh, it was two hours ago, okay, so you're probably not actually hungry, you'll be okay. What's something else we can do now to help make you feel good? Okay, maybe it's have a glass of water, cool, right? But also if you're someone like me who's been in a pattern of over-consuming, I'd get to the point where I was drinking three plus liters of water a day and that still is gonna be over-fueling and over-consuming. So then also being like, maybe you just need to put nothing into your body and take a break. But then if you look back and you're like, okay, well, it's been eight hours since I had breakfast and hey, I'm kind of shaky my brain's shutting down, like starting to notice these things using that. That's that's how you can do it. But I, I don't have the intuitive thing yet. And I think if you're someone who you know that you're an emotional eater, trying to be an intuitive eater right away and just switch that, it's not going to happen because you're not going to be able to tell the difference between your intuitive saying I'm hungry and your emotional body saying you're hungry.
1: Well, and I think that this is such a good area to possibly use fasting for. So, if you don't know what it feels like to feel hungry because you've been overconsuming for so long and you don't know what those um those signs in your body feels like to be hungry, maybe it is a good time to try a 24 or 48 hour fast. Now, again, this won't be for everyone. I wouldn't suggest it for someone who has a really bad eating disorder, because that could probably um, tailspin you into more disordered eating. But if you're someone who just feels like they haven't gone very long without eating, like me, I, I usually eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And I could probably use with reminding myself that, oh, okay, I'm not going to die if I don't get that meal and I don't need to get anxious or stressed out that I'm feeling a little bit hungry and it's okay. Then that might be a really good area to use the 24 or 48 hour fast in resetting your body and figuring out um, what are those signals in your body that actually are showing you that you're hungry. And then like Marissa said, another thing that's worked really well for me in the past is giving myself five minutes. If I'm craving something or I'm feeling really hungry, but I intellectually am thinking, well, you know, I just ate breakfast not that long ago. Do I really need to eat? Giving myself five minutes and usually the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes, you know, I maybe I had a really hard workout that morning and I am actually feeling hungry. Um, and then something else that you can use is... And, and this is what I use too, and it works really well, is if you're craving something and you're actually hungry, you will be hungry for anything. Like if you put in front of a starving person some cucumbers, they would gobble them up like crazy. Like they, they wouldn't be like, I'm not really feeling cucumbers right now so that's a really good way to figure out if you're hungry or if you're just feeling snacky or emotionally eating is if you tell yourself all right I'm gonna have this maybe less yummy food maybe I'll instead of being hungry for chips maybe I'll tell myself all right I'm gonna have some I don't know tuna and rice and veggies and then if you tell yourself, yeah, but I'm not really hungry for that, then you're probably not actually hungry. Because if you were really hungry, you would eat whatever was in front of you.
0: Mm-hmm. So a whole bunch of fun little tips and tricks in there for you guys. But my challenge would be for you then to say, okay, cool. What are you going to do with this information? What are you going to try? Are you going to try a 24-hour fast? Again, if you're someone with a history of eating disorders this might not be for you but if you're someone who you know you are never going to be the person to under eat right even for me someone who's dealt with eating disorders who i know my tendency was never to undereat, this was actually a really good helpful and healing thing for me All right so taking that time taking that fast and then checking in and saying okay like what are you going to do to consciously become more aware of emotional eating versus actual hunger when you're hungry eating And where do you have to build some coping mechanisms? And where do you have to learn more about your emotions and processing that? And where do you maybe have to build up some habits and add some more joy and fun into your life so that way you're not using food for your only source of fun in your
1: life? And I'm just going to leave us with one last um, idea. So I think that most people, I don't want to say everyone, but most people at some point is, are, are going to find themselves wanting to emotionally eat. Whether it's boredom, like I said, or feeling stressed or overwhelmed or whatever else, um, scared. And not keeping certain foods that you find yourself going crazy for in the house is a really good practice just to put up that barrier for yourself. So... I know for us, like, if we buy a bunch of protein bars and we keep them in the house... They don't last. Yeah, exactly. I eat all of them.
0: (laughs) Not recently. I've actually recently been very good. But if I'm in a place where new life changes are happening or stress is going on, I have... It's like at some point, something just kind of snaps and it doesn't matter how logical I am or how much I've prepared, they disappear.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's it doesn't make Marissa a bad or a good person. And I don't think that there's any sense in beating your head against the wall saying, if only I had the willpower, if only I was stronger, I would be able to keep the protein bars in the house and not eat them. What the? What is the matter with me? Because we're wired to... Go for yummy foods, and we're wired to eat when we're stressed. It is okay to put some barriers in your house and treat yourself like an adult and say, Hey, these are my limitations, and I'm going to choose to not keep these foods in the house because oftentimes I find myself falling into a pattern, or sometimes I fa- find myself falling into a pattern where I overconsume this and then I feel shitty after and so learn to parent yourself learn to put up those roadblocks in the way and not keep so much of those foods in the house you find yourself going overboard and that'll help you tremendously I like it so go do that go be you go choose
0: what kind of lifestyle you want to live hopefully you choose the life with us and then go live it keep living the life Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you got tons of value from this episode.
1: If you did, we would love it if you tagged us on Instagram with your biggest takeaway so we can celebrate this journey with you. Our handles are at marissa.hammond and at kathleen.holt underscore. We totally get that it's not always easy,
0: so please know that we're so proud of all the work you're doing and how you're choosing to show up for yourself. If you'd like to dive deeper, check out our websites listed below in the show notes for more free
1: resources and tools. Until next time, keep living the life.